0: Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. This is Season 2, Episode 7.
1: Ooh. Mm, mm. That's a landmark. A landmark a episode. A landmark, a landmark, episode. landmark episode. <laughs>
2: And you know what? I'm not even going to hop on that because this episode, it's just going to be nice and mellow. We're just going to chill. We're just going to be one of those podcasts where it's just dudes hanging out. To keep a friendship What's a lot. better than that? Yeah, Logan's guy's trying to. Dudes.
3: Logan's trying to backtrack on last week's performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, last week's performance. He's had a week to stew over it. <laughs> His blog post.
3: It's
1: Been
2: yeah. a lot.
3: He realized <laughs> that he's now infinitely sampleable.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Honestly, fame is the thing that will kill me because as soon as people realize that they can take my sentences and put them together you you know i can i'm already such a mess of contradictions already that giving <laughs> that power comments. to the people i think would be too much for me mm. and th- and that's what will cause my downfall that's what will cause people to start attacking and trying to hack my site yeah. uh, the only place on the internet where i am available that's will what will cause uh, all the boys from illinois to start sending death threats in my literal mail yeah it's not coming to you it's coming to me the boys from illinois I, you know what <laughs> this is this is now an official Nitwick speed run Who between me or Cody, and you guys can get up for this too,
1: will be the first to receive death threats over this (laughs) show. That podcasters, I'm expecting you to send them my way tonight. You have my Reddit username. PM me. (laughs) Wow. A couple of you also follow me on Instagram. The options are endless. Like,
3: see, but now at this point, they're laugh. They're no. You can laugh react to them. Because you already asked for them.
1: No, 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 no yeah, no I will angry reaction.: Death to them. threats, <laughs> as far as I'm
0: concerned, you can only receive
1: sincere death threats. I believe they're sincere. <laughs> it's going to be all I've said about 100 gecks.
3: It's going to be like, ha ha, It's going be like, haha, I'm going to kill you bro Raffle."
2: Those are the worst (laughs) ones. No no no. Those those are the hundred gex fans. Like, I don't mean to call out like a specific fandom here, but the amount of mental illness in the hundred gex community is a
5: little warningly high. I actually I met somebody last week who was like, Yeah, I like one hundred gex because I have ADHD and she was like telling me how apparently they help with ADHD or something and I was like It makes sense. It's like, you know,
2: when Normal people try spicy. ADHD drugs. They go crazy <laughs> and like Cody and say they hate hundred x Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa, why <laughs> don't, don't do drugs?
3: I think
0: <laughs> I think the the, the the pocket cast gang got a little creeped out that somebody name dropped Illinois. Yep.
3: And the oh. fact that we're all saying Illinois right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: shout out to Sufjan Stevens. All right. Shout out to all right. Sufjan Stevens. Let's get this episode done. <laughs> <laughs> enough,
3: enough. Wait, 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 wait. Last point because we had to just say it. Our good homie Neil uh was just saying about uh, John Frusciante coming back to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? And he's—I just wanted to shout him out because he had a great comment. He said, "I mean, oh, sorry, wrong one." He said, "I think he's back home and we'll bring around the missing funk that they lost after Stadium Arcade." Oh right yeah,
0: there. we're 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 really excited that Frusciante's back with the with the boys. That's <laughs> for that's for real.
2: I don't know if I've ever remotely cared about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're having um, a chill episode. That's your yeah. yeah, We're having a chill episode. (laughs) Hey, no, 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 no. no. This is. is, I don't know if I've ever remotely cared. Not. I feel literal parasocial hate for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. uh, And then
0: one other comment. Joe Vaughn is with us this week.
1: Shout out to Joe Vaughn.
0: Coming at us live from New Zealand. So it's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good time tonight.
1: Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. From
2: Homestar Runner, isn't
3: it? Maybe. Don't talk about Homestar Runner, please.
2: I don't see why we can't bring up Homestar Runner. Are we just all going to forget <laughs> that we all experienced Homestar Trout Runner in, in our youth?
3: We did. Uh, we, we Most people did forget about it. Because I have it. seen
2: yes. so on. much
1: collective amnesia over I Homestar Runner. You were there. I was It's a contextual thing to bring up. I was in an English class at the U one time, and I didn't have to take it when I was at Utah State. So I took it as like a junior, almost a senior at the U. And uh, everybody else in there was, you know, 18. And the professor brought up Homestar Runner one day. I was the only person in a class of 35 that had any idea what he was talking about. It makes sense. It, it makes sense. It made total me feel sense. really old, and I was only 23 at that point. Yeah. It was pain. Just Dude, endless pain. All right.
2: People don't even download Adobe Flash
1: anymore. Pain. Look,
0: Strong Bad is not the new Dell, all right?
1: No, Trogdor is going to burn down the <laughs> no. pod, man. No, burninating oh. the countryside. All right,
0: all right. Oh, burninating. You're talking about... Wow. There you go. You're Joe Vaughn. you understand what they're referencing right there, don't you?
2: No No clue. <laughs> <laughs> America. Progressing the podcast closer and closer to just a series of in jokes. All right, all right.
0: (laughs) Album of the week. Joe Vaughn actually picked it. Let's uh, have you give give us a little introduction.
6: This is called uh, Electric Garden of Delights, otherwise known as Beats to Blaze 2, Volume 2. I love the name so much. Beats
4: to Blaze
6: 2. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it is actually its name. It's got two titles. So both work. I'm a fan of one of them over the other. And, um, this song, I listened uh oh, a song, this album. I listened to a lot in high school, uh, enjoying various activities, uh, late at <laughs> night. And, um, and that's all you need to know, folks. <laughs>
0: that's all we need to know about the album. That's it. That, that's, that, that's
6: the <laughs> I, album. Uh, sums up. What, like like I, I, was I was saying today, last right? time, you know, uh, uh, something something an album is a project you know so uh listen to the project it speaks for itself
0: <laughs> uh uh logan you start us on this project why, gotta, why don't you
6: well i need a little
2: bit of extra context because to me uh beat tapes are like beat tapes are like cockroaches oh.
4: They've been Whoa. around
2: forever, they're impossible to kill, and somehow there's more of them than there are human beings. And so I want to ask you, Jovan, how did this particular beat tape reach out and touch your soul for the first time?
6: Um, my f- good friend Max, good friend, he, uh, he showed me one of the songs, Toad, on the album, uh, and I thought it was really cool. It was a song about a toad. A toad called Toby <laughs> I said, "Toad, uh, that's how it reached out and touched me. It just through the grapevine, you know."
2: Good <laughs> um, yeah,
0: that's gonna- perfect, we, <laughs> speaking,
2: <laughs> of, speaking of toad, I thought that this album was like a direct <laughs> reference to the frog and toad books from our childhood. Yeah, yeah, oh. I was getting that. I think it is. Is that the case? Because that is a heck I'm of sure. a flashback. If so. I mean those guys were Winnie the Pooh to me and let me tell you this <laughs> Winnie the Pooh is overrated but Frog and Toad a classic don't
0: you don't I do Winnie the Pooh like you. that don't do Winnie the Pooh you like
6: leave that Leave the thousand acre woods alone <laughs> <laughs> 100, no, the 1,000 would, right?
2: <laughs> if that's the
6: case, Logan, talk away. 1,000
2: would. There's something, there's a joke in there, but you know what, because it's a chill episode, I'm not going to, you know, make myself crazy trying to understand it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something, because in the utter ocean of beat tapes that exist, I mean, the only ones that ever seem to come back are the people that later went on to do something famous. So, like, all of Doom's beat tapes I know, all of Mad Lib's beat tapes I know at this point. And I shouldn't even say all of them I know, just the select few that people pick out. And it's weird, because then you dig up something like this DJ Frayne Garden of Delights album, and I'm just like, where does this come from? How do people find this? Is there somebody that actually goes on Bandcamp and seeks out beat tapes? I don't believe that such a person exists. I think this was Max. pre-band camp too. Max, yeah, Max. <laughs> Apparently.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was pre-band camp. This, this is like two thousand two or, yeah, or yeah, yeah. something Well, like that. well, fair
2: enough. But my point is, is like this has been around forever. And I mean, there's Jay Dilla, and there's Nujabes, and there are all these ones that are in the canon yeah, now. Yeah. But how do
6: you find I one?
2: I hate to say this, how does anybody find somebody like DJ Frayne? How did Max learn about them? Is it a friend of a friend situation? Because Lord knows I've put beat tapes out into the ether. Not nearly as good as this guy. Really? Lord knows I know tons of people that have put out beat tapes. I've had people tell me to check out they beat tapes. They beat tapes, he says. (laughs) They're they're replicating at an insane rate. They're
6: like rabbits. Can we go back a sec (laughs) Uh, and just go back to your beat tapes, you said?
1: Yeah,
3: <laughs> you, just,
1: you did just say that. Yeah, I I said I'd rap on them.
3: I'm going to need some more He just said that. I feel like... All right, the, you got to take him up on that.
6: The next album of the week should be... <laughs> You're beat tape.
2: <laughs> oh, God no! Please, I think no. Joe
6: wants onto something.
2: Well, I mean, uh, they everybody, beat tapes. Yeah, they beat. Everybody tapes. on the podcast knows that I like also make music as a hobby. That's a thing that I do.
0: We do. We know that. Yeah, I this think is I, the first I've ever. I've heard brought
2: this thing. up since season zero. Like I'm at least not. one every three episodes. Wait, you didn't know that? I'm kidding. I knew. Oh, I was oh, gonna okay, say. Cool. I was like, whoa. Yeah, no. So like, so like all kids that ever downloaded a sample pack and owned a pirated copy of FL Studio. As you mean does,
3: every right. kid that was in high school in 2013?
2: Pretty much. Yeah, say, I still have that pirate copy of FL Studio. <laughs> know. You know, there, there's only like one of two ways for you to go when you're a high schooler with a pirated copy of FL Studio, and that's either making sample pack dubstep, or making a sample pack beat tape. And yeah. so, you know, like all other sample pack beat tapers, I searched for really crappy Drake acapellas on YouTube, sl- learned how to pitch them up and slow them down, so... It wasn't so obvious that I was just ripping off a Drake song. And then, you know, play some template drums on there along with uh, probably some free MIDI cymatics packs played (laughs) with an electric piano. You know, like, I was this kid once, and I don't think it's crazy to say that a lot of us were these kids once. And Please don't
1: review my (laughs) (laughs) beats. I'm going to track them down tonight. I got nothing but time on my hands.
0: Yeah, no, okay. Here's what I... I wanted to bring to this conversation was the date on that two thousand two. I mean, this sound. I mean, you're referencing twenty thirteen. This is ten years ahead of the curve, and I I I wanted to say that like I just feel like in the early two thousands, late nineties, before vinyl had officially died because Britney Spears, you know, oversaturated it, and everybody who was in vinyl was like, I can
2: no longer leave Britney alone
1: yeah <laughs> um, Jovan's onto something i mean i i
2: generally agree with Jovan, but what did britney do to vinyl exactly yeah this is the 1st time hearing of it um i'm learning so much this. vinyl kind of though
0: so early 2000s though you get these people who are actually creating not i wouldn't just say they're just beat tapes they were trying they were trying to take vinyl and turn it into more than just a scratch effect over top of pop song because that's what people were starting to do. They were like, no, I'm going to turn this into a genre. So you got people like the Avalanches, Kid Koala,
1: you know, and I think... Like that, found music type stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like, For lack of a better often word. Often they'll, they'll, they'll call it plunder phonics or that's whatever. It. I'm yeah. trying to yeah. figure <laughs> out
2: if you're dissing on DJ Screw I am, somehow. I,
0: I'm not dissing on Shout DJ Frayne because I feel like DJ Frain here, he's <laughs> trying to like make a concept album out of samples. And that that's <laughs> an art form that really only existed in the early 2000s. And I think retrospectively, we compare it to you know, what was happening in the early 2010s. But I think his mindset at the time was something actually fairly revolutionary. And I really enjoy the album.
5: Well, uh,
2: I won't quite give you revolutionary. I'm not going to say that it's not really no, no, good with the people, tools No, no, of the no. no.
0: People were just using it for beats at the time. Yeah, but but he's not trying to just do beats. Think about
2: your Dillas. Think about your Mad Libs. Think especially about like, your DJ Shadows of the time. Like DJ Shadow came through with like this really weird experimental linked by some concepts uh, introducing. And also that Uncle album. Yeah. So it's not like there's not precedent for this type of stuff already. It's very masterfully done and the album despite it's stoner culturisms really comes across as the musical equivalent of a bedtime frog and toad story. Yeah
0: no that's what I'm trying to say is that this is not just a beat tape this is not just scratch effects this is like a passionate a uh, vinyl artist who was trying to make that genre work and it it kind of didn't end up working in that time I don't think.
2: You don't you don't think this was working in 2002? Like it was significantly more underground I don't, it don't was back it, it then. clearly
0: never really worked. The biggest one, whoa, is whoa, the, whoa, a, no, it never it, really worked in the mainstream. It never did. the The biggest album of this nature is the first Avalanche's album
1: with Frontier Psychiatrist on it, hundred yeah, percent for yeah. sure.
0: That's the that's I the mean, most that's, successful. Like,
1: if I, you were to like introduce the idea of Plunderphonics to someone, I guarantee that's the only song they would know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I agree that it's like unsuccessful in some capacity.
2: Because introducing is lauded by critics and has been forever, Uh, the Metal Fingers mixtapes are also ranked highly on every instrumental. Literally,
3: literally, go to any high school, ask every single student in the high school if they've heard either of those names. And I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the fact is, like Frontier Psychiatrist is a song that still creeps. But like mm. stuff like DJ Frain, it did die in that time. Like nobody would know who this is. I'm personally is, saddened
0: by it because I feel like they were really onto something. It's like and, and this album specifically, it sounds like a DJ working with like old school Pink Floyd. It's really cool. Yeah.
1: I was gonna yeah. say, like, first on that idea, like another idea, you brought up Nujabes earlier. Most of the people that know of him probably know of him because of his introduction to like Samurai Champloo. He did the theme mm. music for yeah. it. And so I think I just, like there's other stuff going on and also with this album it like it being that plunderphonics thing i like the idea but it's definitely like i can't sit and listen to this stuff as my main go-to i did like it though i will say i really liked this album but it was because it was like a bunch of holdover stuff from like early 90s late 80s rap there's a lot of like g-funk going on in there and that part was awesome but i don't know if i could follow it as like a concept album
3: yeah, I felt like mm. the concept was really loose. It was just like every once in a while you'd get those voice samples. Yeah, it was like
1: sound clips and everything. And, and that's my thing with like concept albums. I think there does need to be like some form of lyricism to it yeah. rather than just like, oh, here's a little news clip. I'm not going to listen to an instrumental concept album. It's no. No. Yeah, you At can. No. <laughs> well, that's... <laughs> not, uh, anything, I, I'm
2: with Cody on anything, this. If yeah. anything, they're better than lyrical no. albums. No way. No, <laughs> you are smoking yeah, crack. Slowly. No, no, no. By <laughs> no. far. By far. Because you know when you're in the garden of your mind if you will and you're imagining a scene you're not imagining lyrics to that scene most of the time it's descriptive it's, though it's it's functionally like a movie soundtrack for that feeling well then
3: at that point every single album's a concept album and
2: then well okay so i get partially where you're going with that but more often than not i find that lyrics kill concept albums for
5: me no way so no when something way. can just
2: commit to a vibe and like it really is. It's being Frog and Toad in that garden for like an hour. I can just, <laughs> I, I can really get lost in this type of stuff, and that's what I want to do. I don't want to well, have somebody a being problem. like,
1: I agree "Go fucking ahead <laughs> and tumble the seeds." Like, no, no, that see- would kill it for me. <laughs> that's fine. I like the idea of like getting lost in it, but that's not a concept to me. A concept does follow like a specific story. Like, I'm not. I'd, if somebody's like, "Ah, oh, this record was inspired by Moby Dick," but I had never read the book, I'd have no idea what they're talking about. Like, I, I, mean, I maybe like concept doesn't. Like, if you gave me, like, Dream Theater's Metropolis Part 2 album, <laughs> minus all the lyrics, what's going on there? It's yeah, it's just yeah. a bunch no, of sounds. Wait, 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 yeah. wait a
2: second. I, the concept itself doesn't matter because no, it does. if it is about Moby Dick and it gives you the impression that if, if you I didn't read Moby Dick, the
1: concept of it, then it's not a concept.
2: Remember, it's all in the no, mind. Cody, you
3: have to remember, you're talking to somebody who, like, Thinks lyrics borderline shouldn't exist.
4: <laughs> Which is jo- <laughs> jo- <laughs> oh, yeah. I was jo- Va-
0: trying to say something. Jovan, please speak. Yeah, Jovan, up. defend yourself.
6: Listen, <clears throat> I agree with Logan here, you know. Uh... However, <laughs> allow me to remind you guys. Okay, this is called Beats to Blaze Two Volume Two. Okay. <laughs> thinking a little hard about it, maybe. So um you know, there <laughs> like whether a or not you know the concept okay, lands I'm- or something. Can you sit there? Jovan, can you vibe? Can you sit there and maybe, you know, do something? I'm gonna agree with Jovan, I'm gonna part part with Jovan on that actually. Like If I
1: were (laughs) hypothetically under the influence of something listening to this album, it would probably make sense, but it's because it's a vibe. I'm not following any story to it. Yeah. Well, okay.
3: I'm going to weave in a comment from our good homie, Pat Arnon. Arnon. Arnon Arnon Algernon <laughs>
0: Algernon you know Ray Bradbury
3: wrote a whole story about a little
0: mouse named Algernon I believe John, he gave him flowers too
3: he said what defines a concept album right we've are we're already discussing that but he clarifies he says is there a line between an album with repeated motifs or a running theme and a proper concept album so like for example all right, an, an album I love. Just got back from the discomfort. We're all right. Yeah. Brave Little Abacus. That is obviously all about his problems coping with life and fitting in. Is it a concept album? Well, I think- you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a repeated theme in the album. I don't think it's a concept album.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Like, if I'm having a concept album, I want it to have a concept to it. It's not just like some vague, like, here's an emotional overarching theme. That, I yeah, mean, anything, yeah, yeah. then literally any music would fall yeah, under that. Idea. Okay, yeah.
0: here's what's just hard for me is because uh, this album, I feel, is telling a story the whole time. It's got this whole, and maybe it's just theme. So maybe calling it a strong con- concept would would be a difficult argument to establish, but there's lots of this... Garden of your mind, and then they're telling the story about the toad and the frog,
5: and then like invaders and stuff.
0: Yeah, like it, yeah. it, it definitely has, it's... it has a story, and 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 okay, I'm gonna quote one of the greatest sellouts of all time, Matt Bellamy of Muse. He says that. The music should tell you the story far before any lyrics do, and, and I feel
1: like I understand what's happening in this album, I, and it is consistent for the full hour. That's fine, but I think for me personally, where my introduction to concept albums was like 2112 by Rush, I, for a concept album to be a concept album, I need that very strictly defined concept to yeah, it. Yeah,
5: I think I disagree with Logan saying it's an instrumental concept album is far better than a lyrical concept album. Like... I don't know.
2: Favorite album of all time is Coheed and Cambria.
5: <laughs> is is it instrumental? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's
1: just... no. Well, but there's I... also a very like strictly defined concept. to All those albums that follows the Amory War comic books.
2: I'll let I'll let Damon you because I can talk about
1: them. We just
5: uh, I didn't have anything. Uh, I, I love I, Coheed and Cambria. Oh, okay, cool. Just I just
1: yeah. have to say though, r- literally
0: rip to that style that they were going for. I'm I'm really sad that it's gone,
5: dude. What?
2: I- I don't even get what you're trying to say by this. It, it's gone. Millions of kids what? are making beat tapes in oh, exactly we this vein and Go thousands heat. of no, them every it's, day. It's
3: not the same. Okay, but it's just like, it's more w- with the lo-fi hip-hop approach. This is more like the trip-hoppy side of yeah. things. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Trip-hoppy. Yeah, and people are still doing that
2: too. Just because you turn on college radio 24-7 beats to study slash listen to and talking a chat with a bunch of foreigners all day. <laughs> just, just because that's your main exposure to beat tapes doesn't mean that there aren't 10 billion trip-hop tapes also no, th- on th- bandcamp.
3: There, There are, but let's just be honest. Right now, lo-fi hip-hop is
2: like... Smashing trip hop in popularity. Yeah, whatever. It can be the ze and I hate this you know what? There is this meme right now, and you guys tried to do this with the electric guitar too. You said that, oh, it's not popular anymore, therefore it's dying. Oh, it's so sad how this thing is dying. Dude, the trumpet isn't dying. People still love playing the trumpet. It's an important thing. I'm not gonna say because the trumpet doesn't appear in 39 out of 40 top singles that it's dying. okay right,
3: okay, wait. I, I agree with that. But like,
6: Logan blowing his trumpet about it. <laughs> <all> right,
3: dude. <laughs> I have an important
0: interjection, okay? Something else I really enjoyed about this album. It wasn't just samples. There were there were there were really talented solos that happened throughout the entire album. Including scratching piano and guitar work. It, it that was really cool to hear because sometimes people in DJing music they get stuck in the loop. And these guys were the whole time introducing solos. There was like a lot of vocoding. It almost kind of felt like psychedelic strung out daft punk at moments. I was yeah. I was really enjoying it. I, I have to I just I have to say that this is not just your generic lo fi hip hop album. Do not sell it short.
2: But it is a beat tape. And it's a concept beat tape, which I will hold you all to. Nope. It is a concept beat tape.
3: I agree. I agree that it's a
2: concept beat tape. I do, and, I, I do and agree. And that these things are kind of the rabbits of the music industry.
5: I think it's more along the lines of like the following similar motifs over and over. Because like I did hear about like invaders coming in and. Taking over this place of like paradise or whatever, and then this frog and toad thing like all things that are about nature in some way, but not like it doesn't come together in one whole like overarching story. I felt like I don't
0: know, Jovan, what's the story?
5: No, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: listen, listen, You guys are too caught up on the narrative here. All right, what does uh, what the, It's about imagery, you know. It's about um, it's about themes and imagery and what it what it does to your your mind when you listen to it. So you sit, you kick back, you know. You have the music on, you know, and then suddenly all this these sounds are coming at you. Where are you going? What does your garden look like in your mind? You know, he's he's holding your hand, walking around the garden. With this, with the music,
5: you know. Yeah, I felt like I didn't experience that. Just cleaning my room with it in the background, completely sober.
6: I experienced that cleaning
2: my room in the background, completely sober. Well, also high fives for cleaning your room to this
6: album. <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right, can I? I'm going to interject here. Closing remarks. Okay. Well, oh, I don't. This to, I don't want this to be the closing point. Man, <laughs> right. really I. All right. Don't get me wrong. First and foremost, I actually really, really respect the album. Okay. I'm not here to thrash the album. I just want to say, me personally, I was I had a really hard time getting over the aesthetic of it. Like <laughs> the album art and the title, corny as frick. I, I really <laughs> no. I, I really couldn't get over that. I honestly had a hard time. I feel like you infected me because like years <laughs> ago, I probably wouldn't have cared that much. Yeah. But now I'm like wow, this aesthetic sucks. And this is Logan's (laughs) fault that I even think about this now. (laughs) I
2: I mean, I will remain an advocate for music never being about how it sounds and that the branding around music is more key to your experience than the actual audio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay.
3: Now, let me me erase a word I said. I said sucks, and I don't mean to be that harsh because I actually did enjoy it. Okay, it was good. It was really good. (laughs) I just thought it, it had this edge to it. You cannot <laughs> like something, Jake. <laughs> no, no, no. No. I, no, but here's the thing I didn't dislike it. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh. I didn't dislike it, I thought it was corny at times
0: that's what i'm trying to say no, yeah i understand that like beats to blaze 2 volume 2 i, yeah. I, I say yeah, it, just... i say it and start laughing <laughs> <laughs> say that I'm out st- loud you i'm know starting what I'm to realize that
2: perhaps the meme of picking this album was getting a bunch of people to try and seriously discuss in any sort of passionate manner a beats to blaze 2 mixtape <laughs>
4: <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
0: i think we did now
2: granted at- i think it warrants serious discussion too
0: no i d- I'm serious when I say I'm really sad that, by and large, this, this sound got got by <laughs> What bypassed. are you
2: talking
1: about? I'm saying there's People not... are
2: actively making it and have been
1: for uh, like 30 Hold on, years. hold on. I think I have a pragmatic approach I agree. To this. People are still buying DJ Shadows Introducing, and that album came out the year I was born. But uh-huh. how many albums can you name? That came out in 2020 their are trip hop albums, uh, Logan excluded because you're a weird hipster and you're into that kind of stuff. I kind of know you could do that. But I mean, I just I don't see that as like a general thing. Not to say that trip hop's dead, it definitely still exists. Like, I am on the subreddit for it and it's still a very active community of like fresh music being put out every week. But none of it has that mainstream appeal that it might have like 20 plus years ago. Yeah.
2: Okay. But then name a trip hop album from 1996.
1: It's the same thing. But well, I mean, you I, also I, had Uncle's, like, Science Fiction came out in 1998. Well, I just so think there's that's... still, like, that era of music, and Tom York, and, like, the guy from Blur, whose name I could never remember. Damon Albarn. No, uh, well, yeah, him too, but I'm not thinking of Blur, I'm thinking of The Verve. The Verve. Uh, Richard Ashcroft. Thank you. Those guys all, like, definitely still existed in that, even if... It's like a Radiohead realm kind of thing. I think Trip-Hop okay. is, like, as far as Beats go, probably the Radiohead of Beats.
2: You can calm me down by saying Radiohead,
6: radius, <laughs> type infused speech. Can I? Can I say something easy. real quick? As an yes, you can. Yes, you can. But sorry, I, I'm, I'm the moving. Thing? I'm, I'm moving, thing?
0: moving yeah. us to mu- music philosophy. What? But we want to hear what you have to say, wow. Joe So you bumped me. No, no, I just bumped. You bumped me, bro. No, no, no. Go, go, go.
2: You got to cut him off aggressively, right. like I did last episode.
6: <laughs> no, okay. Look, it's like the it's. When, it, when the album was made, you know, um, the electronic music then, it was all, you know, samples and stuff like that. And that's exactly what this album is, right? So, this aesthetic or this sound or this genre even is pretty much dead, you know, essentially. Because sampling has moved on. Sampling's different today, you know? Um, it's because it wasn't an aesthetic then. It's an aesthetic now, you know? Back then, it was just the way to make music. Now, it's, now you're Ooh, trying to imitate interesting something. Interesting point right there, you know? yo.
4: Okay.
0: Alright. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm feeling some philosophy coming on with that. This is this is an idea of retrospection. In the retrospect, we we are able to identify aesthetics. But but can you really accurately identify aesthetics in the here and now? I think last week's episode is proof that we all can have difficulty identifying with stuff in the present
3: it's like i'm gonna make a statement on this right up front and say i think it's gotten progressively easier to recognize modern current aesthetics because like back in the day when um for example jay dilla was doing his mixtapes in new york right was he sitting there going wow i'm creating such a cool aesthetic that all of these hip hop artists are going to look to me and be like wow I want the J Dilla aesthetic. You know what I'm like there's no way he was thinking that at the time.
2: That J Dilla sample pack is hot though.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, right? But like the thing is it's is throwing. like for example, <laughs> John okay, John Bellion. I don't if you're not a fan whatever, but John Bellion absolutely loves J Dilla. Loves him. He's super influenced by all of his beat stuff. So John Bellion looks at J Dilla like Oh, yo, this guy created an aesthetic, right? And now John Bellion has created kind of his own version of it. And I feel like today, it's easier to realize it's an aesthetic. Back then, I think it was way harder. Obviously, I didn't live then, but that's what I would think.
1: I think that also speaks to just the ease of access of music anymore. Because I can pull up my phone, go to Bandcamp, search whatever I might want to search for. Bam, there's all the results I need. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you also have like homepage, which accumulates all of the popular stuff in that moment, so...
0: I mean, The question really is, like, can a legend know they're a legend?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
0: Liam Gallagher can.
1: Well, I mean, that's <laughs> Liam Gallagher can. <laughs> Liam Gallagher
3: is Freddie his Mercury. own
2: thing. Freddie, Freddie, Mercury. Freddie, Mercury. Freddie
3: Mercury knew he was a legend.
2: Dude, I At I the- hate all the Freddie Mercury worship that's happened in the past three years. Oh, Just, Bohemian I'm Rhapsody. so sick of it. Like... I. Who cares? Like really, <laughs> like do? Queen as a band. Like who cares? Like dog, do? it's not my music. So who gives a crap? No, I'm serious. Like I can, <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine. I can at least imagine like extending a hand in friendship to Sergeant Pepper because Sergeant Pepper helped bring the album experience ba- back. I can see extending a hand to Pink Floyd like, good <laughs> job, you know, you're still relevant, you tried a lot of innovative percussion uh, production techniques, but like oh my god, Queen! Got a good lord, quick. you slightly Venn diagram with operas and all of a sudden you're the greatest thing to ever
1: happen to rock music. Hey, all I'm saying is there is some albums in there. Like, it's too Not, many! They don't have that <laughs> many albums. <laughs> they have too many albums. That's, Logan, that's problem being, number one with you Queen. are being can like oh,
5: contrarian. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> yeah. being well, contrarian, yeah, dude. For no it's reason. classic. At this I'll point, extend it's... a handout to Sgt. Peppers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about a <laughs> band that has too many albums?
5: Let's talk about the Beatles.
2: Yeah, but at least they with have the Beatles. Like
5: it's obvious
2: like which ones you should listen to. But then someone's yeah. just like, "Oh, you should listen to Queen," and everybody just assumes that you know all of the Queen discography. All of a sudden.
5: Well, that's the thing, is I don't think any of the new Queen fans from the last three years know anything about Queen past their singles. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, I, I agree so, with the but, anger that you're displaying, because, yeah, like, one I mean, of my... I mean, that fr- could
1: be argued for literally any popular band. But specifically like, Queen because of the movie. You're like, I want you to name me a song off of Coda that is not a single. See, See, but it's easy to, like... Throw them just major bands from any point into that small little category. Here's what I want people to do. I want people instead of saying, oh, I know
2: three Queen songs. Freddie Mercury, Living Legend. You don't like but those Queen? Three Queen songs How do you are... not like Queen? I know three songs and watched Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, this attitude that I get from teenagers mostly that like I need to respect Queen is ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's and that's where it's coming from. And they
1: wrong generation type thing right right you guys, you. Uh, those but, people like, but it's those, boomers too no okay, hear me <laughs> out here hear me out your queen if they know those three songs there's a reason they know those three songs that band was freaking massive it's yes. still massive and, my, and my, it's not my, just because of bohemian rhapsody coming out like let's be honest <laughs> they were massive 40 years ago logan this isn't anything new you know new. what
2: you know what i dare you i dare you people who listen to three queen singles uh i dare you to just <laughs> let somebody hate a band Alright? I dare you to let somebody in your life say I don't like Pink Floyd and let them get away with it. Let them not like Pink Floyd!
1: That's contrarian nonsense and I won't have it. You know what? No. Because because
2: this idea, this meme that I need to respect Queen because you know three songs by them needs to die immediately. And that's my real problem. Freddie Mercury, musician, whatever. I don't care what he did. He's just a vehicle for your hate. His life he life. He somehow inspires in people this incredible elitism that you have to respect Queen. I don't say that you have to respect Japanese indie artists. That's I don't, not I, a I'm not thing. implying any of this anywhere. But this idea that because you know three singles of them, that they are a legend and that you have to respect them, it's my same problem with the Beatles all over again. I think Beatles it's like a over cultural over a flashpoint thing, not
0: I don't know. I think... I don't know. The question being... Can you recognize that you are a legend in the present?
2: I think that was the question. (laughs) I I, I think
0: you shouldn't be
5: able to. I think it's funny. I I think people do, though. And I think it's hilarious. And then I, so I think people do. And then there's probably like this whole unspoken world of artists who think they were, but weren't. Like they were probably, you know, quoting John Lennon when they were like getting their one hit wonder status saying like, we're more popular than Jesus. And then five years later, no one can even recognize them.
0: And then I do think that is where your anger is boiling from is people who claimed that they were a legend from the past I don't know, I
3: just think that we're we're, I, we're separated from the past. We're separated. But can you expect, can you expect the modern kids really to be that elite on Queen? It wasn't even their generation. No, I don't
2: even want them to be elite on Queen. If they could just forget about Queen, great. I hope I never have to listen to Bohemian Rhapsody again. That's right, you made me hate a legitimately good song. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I don't who, think anybody Who
4: made you Society Society
2: <laughs> wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Soci-
5: Society
4: Society uh,
5: Society or your own pride It's not about the money <laughs> <laughs> Yo
0: We got a comment right here That sums it up Pink Floyd The original beats to Blades 2
2: I'm ending it Yeah right there.
3: <laughs> Yeah fair yeah, fair point. I, I can't argue
2: teacher. with that one. This you guys hear uh, Freddie Mercury's <laughs> beat tape? Yeah, I was thinking that the whole time.
0: Freddie Mercury's <laughs> beat tape. People on the
1: It's just the boom, boom clap. I trust you. We will rock you from Rocky
2: for now <laughs> dude. And the way they—oh my gosh—the way they portray that scene in the movie Logan. is like uh, <laughs> Jovan. Jovan, this is important. The way they portray the scene in the movie, I think, is part of the reason that kids believe this because Freddie Mercury comes up and he's like what if we had a song that involved the crowd and then he's like stop and everybody's like oh my god that's never been done before it's so like it's so intellectually dishonest for the purpose of making Freddie Mercury come across like literally
5: the savior of rock music I actually that, agree with Logan yeah, hardcore that's like, that's the but that's specifically fault. the movie that's I, the I feel filmmaker's like, fault yeah, that, it's not that's every single fire bro
0: hey Pat Pat's wondering who... who. So, the question is, who is popular now and is slash will be a legend? Liam Gallagher. We are <laughs> moving on. He's been there
6: since
1: Wh-
2: 1994. Kanye West. We, uh,
1: yeah, Kanye. Kanye's a good
0: option. Skrillex.
1: Kanye, All right.
2: Kendrick. All right. Kanye's a meme Skrillex. at this point. Post All right. Malone. All right. Damon. Damon.
5: baby. I? thought
0: Damon is on chasing a bag. Oh, okay.
5: Uh, Yeah, so I thought about it last week and... It's kind of difficult to do this segment without saying something that hasn't been said before because I feel like, you know, me being an unsuccessful person trying to give advice to people who want to be rich for music. It's great. It's a it's a finite <laughs> hey, amount the... of things I can say and most of which have already been said. Starting to break the fourth wall a little yeah, bit. Yeah, stop. Okay. yeah, stop. Yeah, you got to own this. Little too meta. life coach just keep it moving. All right, so I I'm going to say this and avoid saying just straight up sell out as much as possible but i think if you're in the music scene solely like i guess before the episode started when the stream was starting there was logan talking about you know area like colors of the rainbow and which color represents like i guess a crossover of artistic like desire and monetary desire and i feel like you want to explain that Logan again? I'm, yeah, it's okay. too hard to just. Right. Yeah,
2: I'm just so happy somebody's using a concept. So, the idea was the spectrum of your relation to do something for passion versus do something for money. And on the red end, you're doing it solely to exploit the system. Whereas as you move towards green, it becomes a mix. And when you're deep purple, you're like I am, and you're the Richard Stallman of the music industry, where you refuse to take money for it.
5: Yeah. So, I think, I think. Logan, you should make that a thing on your website. Because I, I actually like okay. that. I actually like that. And I think it's very true in the music world. For chasing a bag, I feel like we're talking people from green to red who want money. Like, they want to do this as a job. And so, again, I'm going to try avoiding uh, saying just sell it completely. But I feel like if you... like, So what Lady Gaga did, like, say what you will about her. I don't really care about her, but I know... What she did through her career is doing you know whatever horrible pop songs like poker face and all that oh, crap so good oh, yeah. <laughs> all right I don't like them, yeah, whatever, but they exist, and they got her really famous lightly. she yeah she got <laughs> so she got famous from those songs, say what you will about them she got famous with them about them, and uh after like you know she was making all these pop songs and then she suddenly releases a Tony Bennett and her jazz compilation album. And she like in interviews, she said like, you know, that's what she was hoping to do with her career all along. And, you know, huh. I'm not gonna, I'm not a huge fan of her. I only know this from what my girlfriend was telling me about Lady Gaga, who is a huge fan, but I actually respect what she did as just recognizing what's popular you know still like like she obviously still likes doing pop music, but she's not in it for the pop music. she's in it for the Tony Bennett jazz albums, and so she did you know her second her second in like her second place want in the music world to be able to do what she wanted to do most and I'm sure there are other artists out there, like Glenn Danzig, who you know. And I'm sure Cody can name dozens, but oh, I
1: got one really important one. But finish your yeah, thought.
5: Glenn Danzig, same thing. Like you know, he stuck around in this whole satanic punk metal thing that took itself way too seriously, and then suddenly releases. Uh, Danzig sings Elvis out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's like you can tell that's what he wanted to do all along, and he just recognized he's able to now. And I feel like, I feel like more artists, if that's what they like, if somebody wants to do. You know, just a beat tape thing as their goal. Do something that's gonna be not as fun, but you still re- like do a hip hop thing that's gonna be able to make money, a better chance at making money, and then like then do the beat tape. You heard once it from you, Damon,
0: have a you heard it from Damon first. Put your passions on a back seat.
5: Then when when <laughs> the when the grain's the there, with, then sell it with out. How, with how the system is built currently, I feel like that is, in my opinion a good way of being able to do Hip hop albums first. yeah. No, or or Carly Ray Jepsen's a perfect example of oh this. Oh my
1: gosh, she released Call Me Maybe mm. which was stupidly popular forever. Yep. And then she released Emotion. And if she had ridden that like wave of Call Me Maybe on all of her songs, she probably could have headlined the Delta Center or whatever it's called now. Yeah. I saw her at the Depot and it was <laughs> really good. But That's a good point. Also Did she sing
5: "Call Me Maybe"? Hey, I, we got, we got, got some responses night,
0: for so, you, Damon, no. right here live. Right. We got a quote from a legend. It Says, "I like some some of the late. The, I like some of the Gaga songs. What the heck does she know about cameras, <laughs> Kanye West? He's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, then another question for you." This is from Kate. 10% well, hey. of the Netwix. Hey, just giving you all of, all, <laughs> all, 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 all of the okay. material here. But I remember Gaga's first TV performance. It was nothing that had ever been done before she started off the path.
5: Okay, well, let me, let me start this by saying I don't know much about Lady Gaga. I'm just using her as an example <laughs> of someone... Perfect. Yeah, okay. Like laziest that, internet's uh, laziest... <laughs> exactly. Like a, wait,
0: wait, okay, my example... I don't know anything yeah, I, about. Yeah.
5: <laughs> no, exactly, literally, exactly. Like, okay, this but, is chasing a bag from the internet's laziest music. On, but but, but apparently... people have, Who point have never made money from music. So. I think this kind of speaks to the
1: aesthetic thing versus the sonic thing. Because Lady Gaga, like her songs, I like them. Don't get me wrong; that early stuff is pretty, just basic pop music. Yeah. But the meat dress, people remember the meat yeah. dress. Yeah, exactly. And so, like aesthetically,
5: yeah. it's very different from well, anything even else. Got that's a going Weird Al song about her, like appearance. On but, stage, uh, That's uh, true. Like, Damon was Damon.
0: talking about the music. I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, music, well, not-
5: aesthetic aside, you know her music. Yeah. If you were to listen to Lady Gaga's first album, like there's nothing in it that says like, like if you were to listen to it, you wouldn't be able to guess like, oh, I think she wore a raw meat dress. Oh, yeah, like this. And, and, and like, Oliver Tree. <laughs> I'm smelling and, Oliver Tree. And you yeah, can that, identify. I don't want to mention his name. <laughs> yeah, <but> no, that, <laughs> I,
0: yeah. And you, and you can identify there, yeah. that. She probably, especially now that her career has kind of blossomed a bit, she clearly wasn't as naturally passionate about that early music. More than likely.
1: Also, like, point of clarification Damon, how old are you? 19. Yeah, so you would have been like eight when this stuff was huge and popular. Yep. Okay, but whoa, 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 whoa! Appeal okay, to age. Yeah, before no, we age saying, like, bracket <laughs> here. No, 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 it's not an age bracket thing. I'm just saying Damon probably wasn't watching like Lady Gaga's true. music video oh, when they were. I have no out.
5: idea what either of those this comments is, are referring to. This is
1: in defense <laughs> of Damon. I'm trying to defend my boy here. Thank you. I don't want to look like <laughs> oh, Don Corleone in <laughs> The Godfather when he's like, "They massacred my boy." I don't want to have that happen. Dude, game. this oh, comment. Hang,
3: hang on, Pat Pat Arnon. <laughs> Algernon. He just said... Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> he said, I like some of the Damon commentary. What the heck does he know about Lady Gaga? Yeah.
1: But hold on. The, but the you kicker, know what? though, is Nothing. says Pat Arnon, not a legend yet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay, but I'm going to go to your defense, because I totally get the principle you're yeah, saying. I'm not saying... Because
5: what you're saying... This isn't about Lady Gaga. This is about is her, exactly. her transition what model. What the you're same. saying
3: is... Uh, apparently, she. Which? you were saying that she said that... It was what she wanted to do all along if she said that all of this making fun crap that well, they're doing is invalid because if she legitimately said that then yeah it's absolutely
5: i don't true. know if she legitimately said that but stuff like <laughs> okay <laughs> Again. that was I not in your favor <laughs> yeah. to say that <laughs> no yeah i'm not i have nothing i have <laughs> <really> nothing <laughs> like, that was right an
2: underhand pitch there and i have you just, <laughs> <laughs> i have nothing if she did bend. say
5: that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm quoting on go. my girlfriend paraphrase. <laughs> so this is the most, this is the <laughs> least the reliable the <laughs> <hilarious>. yeah, <laughs> we, I am living up to the laziest music <laughs> nerd standard. All right, this is great. how we should no, be. you do, you're doing great. Yeah, I. It's nothing. It's nothing about her specifically. Forget I mentioned her at all. I don't care about her <laughs> at all.
4: Yeah, Carly. Carly we're ta- yeah,
5: Danzig and Carly Rae Jepsen are better examples. All right. Forget okay. I said anything. Okay. Just do something that's popular, and we'll get you money. Yeah.
0: And then release yeah. an
5: Elvis thing. Yeah. All right.
0: Hip hop album comes first, then your
5: passions. That's <laughs> there you go. if if you're in the <laughs> Alpha. if, yeah, if you're in perfect. the if you're in the red on Logan's. Music passion spectrum thing, then yeah, you know, well, maybe the not bag. the red, the green, the green. This yeah. is
1: about chasing the bag, folks. And he yeah. just said, get this massively is... wealthy and then follow your passion yeah. projects. Yeah. That is to a T what yeah. chasing a bag. Exactly. Yeah, down. it is. Yeah, exactly.
0: he, he gave solid
5: advice. Yep.
0: Just Even came if the from, vehicle it, for it was yeah,
1: like misused, saying... <laughs> you know, it's fine. <laughs> all right,
5: all right, all right. This is how you, in my opinion, who has never made a dime from music, <laughs> how you make music money from music.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's perfection that was beautiful
5: dude that was honestly beautiful uh, as the second
0: (laughs) half of this segment we we actually had somebody reach out to us that wanted us to promote some music oh
1: yeah so so (laughs) maybe they'll make a dime you know as nitwicks
0: (laughs) do uh you know we we have to reward them for networking
3: outside of their circle and we're going to reward them with the six cents from ad revenue we get
1: so so (laughs) i'm just kidding
5: that, that, it's only five cents. It's completely fictional. we It was a joke.
0: completely <laughs> a joke.
5: we haven't hit six cents yet. All right, all right, all right. No, so outside of the
0: circle, you know, we figured a Kiwi was a pretty good option to review this track. So we're going to get an honest opinion from a Kiwi.
6: I see the head shaking.
0: <laughs> all right, Jovan, take us away.
6: You guys messed up. <clears throat> all right, listen here. Classes in session. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, listen. This song is called Promises. It's by Ace XXI. That's 21 for the uninitiated. Uh, and uh, it's a song about someone's struggle being almost famous, you know? Oh, we understand. And, uh,
4: we understand. Oh, we know we, that we struggle. We know that well.
6: Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it, it talks about the haters. And it's got an awesome intro because, yeah, I was like listening to it for the first time in bed. I was just sitting there listening and the intro comes in, you know, just like this gothic like type of thing happening. And then, and then all of a sudden it's all that hip hop, you know, I was like, whoa, I'm getting shown a thing or two. with this." Song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's got a similar sound to a uh, black, you know, six lack uh or they if you guys know the uh, R&B duo they with a full stop in it full stop is essential um very similar vibe uh you know what and i found myself uh you know playing it in my head well you know for a long time afterwards it was catchy wow
3: so is it question is it a certified hood classic <laughs>
6: <laughs> what is that yes, is it- Tell, give me an example of a hood classic <laughs> <laughs> just just any that. song in which the guy comes on and says, "This is a certified hood classic."
2: If you oh, have confirmed, if, if you put that tag in your song, then it is a certified hood classic. Mike will made it, or like you know, like songs, great. like Shadow son, Where'd you find that? <laughs> yes, also great. Okay,
3: but Jovan, oh, follow that, that up.
1: Swear, Jarl. Oh. Would Whoops. you?
3: Mm. Here's, I mean, we for those that that don't know, and I don't even think we... Oh, we did say it, but none of us have heard the track. We didn't say that. Mm. Did we not? No, I
5: listened to it. Well,
3: I just said it.
2: Dude, come on. Damn it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So the whole idea here was we are having Jovan be our our teacher here, and we've never heard it. Jovan, I'm going to ask a big, fat, binary, yes-no question. Was it a banger?
4: Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Certified hood classic Let's go yeah. I already stretched
6: my morals so yeah, much for this segment cool.
0: <laughs> A certified I hood it. classic
6: uh, I'm going to listen to their other stuff
0: Oh yeah You there,
1: know what uh, I wonder, uh-huh. Go ahead Jovan uh, There's just a comment that I need to read out
3: And, and we need to read out who it's from
1: Weston you know
3: Larson just commented And said "If Oh wait you read it sorry
1: if someone has to spell it out then it's automatically disqualified as a certified hood classic
6: (laughs) sorry young man ASC21 I I don't even know who made this song I didn't listen to it
1: I had to break out my radio announcer voice for that one Weston thank you for your comment that was a beautiful friend of the pod
3: Friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. <laughs> oh, no, don't don't take that. it away.
6: Don't take the Hood Classic away from the song just because I'm not whoa, whoa, in on the joke. Whoa, whoa, I don't believe that's okay. right. no, I don't it's believe. Good. It's real. It's right there, it's man. It's completely real. Oh, my I'm, God. Dude, Ace21's going to be on the phone to me. Man, did you get our, our certified Hood Classic title taken away from us?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my
6: gosh. Dang it.
0: Well, my chest hurts. Well, there you go. From New Zealand.
6: The, the Land himself. of the Long White Cloud. Dude, my head freaking hurts That now. was, that was <laughs> funny. Weston, you can't say stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for one
2: reason, and also because it hurts. Like this. <laughs> ah, yeah!
0: Music news. I'm going to do speed round. we got to get to box. Music
6: news! But, speed run you know, round.
0: Music news. Honestly, the greatest news that you can find is on our Facebook page. There's a, a study confirming that listening to scary monsters and nice sprites will decrease your involvement with mosquitoes by the Smithsonian.
2: I'm just saying, Prairiant probably has the same effect.
3: Pro- probably.
1: It scares away most other things, too, though. Yeah, yeah. And people. Yeah. You know, you need a general purpose. <laughs> yeah, throw throw like.
3: people in the list. But I, uh, uh, I got to throw a few
0: other little tidbits of news. Beck, one of the Avengers, one of our personal favorites... He uh, uh, joined forces with NASA to visualize his hit album, Target Space. So now, (laughs) you can shop at Target with cool space imagery.
1: (laughs) Beck's just really certifying his placement as a nitwick Avenger. You guys gotta stop, my lungs hurt.
0: (laughs) And uh, to top it off, yes, the new hit Muse album, Simulation Theory is getting its own feature film.
1: Why? Oh, Why on earth? Oh, man. That cool. is already like... I haven't listened to any of it, but I've seen the title <laughs> track. Or not the title track, the cover. And it just looks like every like, synth wave thing that you look up on Google Images for a nice PC wallpaper. Yeah, they, they and copied, I hate it.
3: They copied Owl City Cinematic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Owl City was ahead of the curve on you everything. You guys
4: just
3: heard it here, and you heard it here
0: first. So, yeah, make sure and hit up... Muse and the Simulation Postal Service theory.
1: was ahead of our City.
4: Mm.
0: Okay, mm. Lady. Death Cab Only one of the real
1: fireflies, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I th- would not believe my eyes
2: I if th- you can physically count 10 eyes. million fireflies.
0: I think you that- do not have the
6: object density.
0: <laughs> oh, we're getting some background yeah. vocals.
6: Thank you, Jovan. <laughs> I told you I'd hit you with the acapella. You know, in yeah. the background.
3: <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> Definitely.
4: Okay. Mm.
6: Yeah, no, that's music <sighs>
4: news. Wait, wait,
3: wait, wait! There's one other piece of very important music news. Okay, I just realized this. I, I literally just realized this. I was looking at the comments and I saw a picture of Pat Arnon. Okay, did you know? And my brain, my brain clicked. Now, Pat, I might be completely off, and this might not be funny at all, or I'm right, and I literally can't believe we didn't notice this. I'm pretty sure Pat Arnon is from the Fridge Auction Raid.
4: Wow! Yeah, I,
3: Pat, let us know. But I'm pretty sure I remember your profile picture from the raid. And if that is how the Pocket Casters found us, oh, that oh. is <laughs> legendary. <laughs>
2: what <did you> <laughs> like? I gotta do some Nitwick private detective work here. Yeah.
0: All right, bop of the week. We have come such a long distance. You know, we were just supposed to be talking about music to Blaze 2 Volume 2, and, and mm. it, Freddie Mercury stole the show. Bound to happen. Is Freddie you know, Mercury an a uh, nitwit? Again. Him, you know? uh, he's, a, he's a legend. We know that much. <laughs> Three songs. You're it's obligated
5: to like everything he did. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I you would have, have to respect him. him. All right, all right, right all right. You have to. Jake, you are up on bop.
3: All right, I'm back with my boy, classic, usual, Skrillex track from this week. Couldn't stop bumping it. Um, Chicken Soup, okay? I have gone on the record before as saying that I don't like Four on the Floor, okay? I've said it before. I'll probably say it again. However, when somebody does Four on the Floor good enough to break through classic Four on the Floor, then I will respect it because it's very hard to do. Skrillex, this song, Chicken Soup, first off, it has this super iconic memorable vocal chop thing going on that's like really hard to forget, really iconic. And then when it hits the drop, he just nails you with this massive, disgusting, ugly wall of noise. It just, and it just barfs all over you. And then all of a sudden he <laughs> tweaks it, and then the kick st- just turns it into something that you were not expecting. So I don't know. Fantastic track. Like, if you're not a big fan of Four on the Floor, go try chicken soup and then talk to me. If
2: you're a fan of being puked on, metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, but but, but it's oh, a puke it.
3: on that you're going to love.
2: <laughs> you're going to like being puked on in this way.
3: <laughs> and Pat, Pat was not from the Fridge Raid.
0: Dang uh, it. All
1: right. Dang.
0: Fridge Raid, you got to go back to the last time Jovan was with us. Yep. Yeah, that's a uh, uh, oh. Black Pumas.
1: I was... There the last time yeah. Jovan was with us. Yeah. It was for the fear before. Oh, episode it, it was two times. Oh, yeah, that's then. right.
0: It was the Black Pumas episode. Was it? Was it not? Mm, I believe it, it was.
2: was. I think it was Black yeah. Pumas. Yep. We did an episode mm. on Fear Before.
5: No, you,
3: you picked it, bro. Oh, uh, I just <laughs> bit that. That <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. episode it doesn't actually
2: exist. <laughs> uh, that's, that's for the. Oh yeah, the, the, the that would have been so cool if we, we had done an episode. episode
3: Yo, fear good
4: before. point. Good point. All right, Matt.
3: Um, When I'm Down by Oliver Tree and Weathen. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hit me again this week. It's a great song. Love the producer.
2: Were yeah. you down? Very down.
3: Yeah, that song will do it, man.
2: It'll yeah. do it for you. It, It'll it's... make me more down. No, no, no. Push me further.
3: You know, seriously, that is that is a certified...
2: It <laughs> Dude, is. Stop.
5: You're going to encourage Weston. No.
3: no, but it is a banger. I love that song. Mm-hmm. All
5: right. So, I don't know... What it is about Aaron's opinions that intrigue me about <laughs> just his like he's got those five favorite like British dudes he likes. <laughs> like <laughs> Liam I don't Gallagher four time. <laughs> wow, yeah, no. But he's always talking about like, you know, the strokes, gorillas, uh like Radiohead, back and stuff. And like
2: Oh my God! You I, were one away. Well, those four Jack and White.
5: Uh, yeah, Jack White, but Jack he's not British. Yeah, he's not. I don't think Beck is either. No, he's All not. Beck right. is so Canadian. three of the five are. At British. this point, I think Beck is British. Close Who cares? Is uh, he, does he
3: live over there? No, but he's become more British as he's gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Beck is aesthetically uh, British.
5: His fear, of,
0: his fear of technology has increased.
5: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Anytime he talks about those fives. Five, like it's always dinner table like discussions of just like yeah i think plastic beach is gorilla's favorite album or best <laughs> album and i think Ra- amnesiac is radiohead's worst album like he just says these things that don't matter to anybody <laughs> but then i like i don't know but then i go home i'm wow. like you know because i like i like gorillas Arch. and i like the strokes as of recent and you know give me some re- credit there yeah no like i like Aaron core all right <laughs> but like wow Just uh, I don't know. Like he always says those things, and I'm like, because I respect Aaron's taste in music. But then, like, I don't know. So anyway, that's just what goes through my mind whenever I see any of those, you know, Aaron Core artists. I'm like, you know, Plastic Beach is like, I don't know. I was just looking at the Gorillas, and I was like, is Plastic Beach really their best album? And like, I completely agree. Like, I listened to the whole thing like probably five or six times this week. And anyway, Empire Ants, which is a song I actually. I'd always skipped because I hated the intro for some reason. I, haven't, like, I hadn't listened to the whole thing until this week, and that is a cool song. I think
3: that's my favorite Plastic that, Beach yeah, song. Yeah, little
5: awesome Dragon, dude.
3: She's yeah, cool. Both
5: of the Little Dragon songs are great.
3: What's oh, the other one?
5: Uh, to Binge.
3: Bloom worked with Little Dragon on Skin. Oh, yeah. What song is that? Uh, uh, Take a Chance, I think. That's probably my favorite song on skin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Illuminati.
0: Illuminati. All right, Logan.
2: As we all know, Jake's been working on a famous Midwest Demo playlist that is very popular among our fans and widely considered to be one of the greatest Midwest Demo playlists of all time. Dude. And I thought, wow. I need to take it upon myself to build not only a playlist at the level of Jake's, but one that can succeed Jake's. (laughs) Not not as it become bigger, but come afterwards, because I want us all to ask the question, what happens when the Midwest emo kids grow 15 years older, discover coffee, and suddenly have a little Hmm. bit more money behind them? Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to debut my masculine post-emo playlist. Oh, in which like, a bunch awkward. of hyper-caffeinated bands get together and sing about how their friends overdosed on drugs and died. Oh. Dude, I send me the link. So we right will start now. off, we will start it's still private, but we will start off with the band The Wonder Years. Oh no. And their <laughs> hit single uh Cardinals cardinals all about uh i think the whole album is about his dead friend and uh-huh. there is some
1: insanity to it i saw the wonder years on the first show they ever played in utah it was in layton there was a venue in layton for like three months and the wonder years played there to six people including me 10 11 if you include the band and that first album it's called get stoked on it i believe it's just straight up like easy core yeah it becomes like progressively more emo but that first one is just really poppy sounding breakdowns and it's great <laughs> 11 like, there's, in the audience there, there was literally the like 11 people there <laughs> including the band and it was fantastic incredible yeah there's a song in there called let's mosh your size i'll check
2: it out <laughs> oh, i do i do like how just endlessly sad the wonder years oh is. this album's not it starts it's on not the
1: next album the upsides
2: yeah yeah okay well i will totally check that out bands. to understand their origins but i think the point of masculine post emo is just feeling really aggressively depressed all the time dude, the greatest generation I, logan I, is
1: right
3: there logan i am so interested legit yeah, yeah. You, i you, i gotta get this ace you'll
2: hear some manchester orchestra you'll hear a little bit of pup on mm-hmm. there we'll, we'll get it together
1: dude yes all right cody So there's this band that I don't think anybody here has heard of. They're called the Smashing Pumpkins. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) I started, like, every once in a while I'll go down just a rabbit hole of listening to them way more than anybody reasonably should. Aaron can speak to it. I love the Smashing Pumpkins. But uh, the song is Porcelain of the Vast Oceans off of Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness.
6: Best album.
1: It's the second best album, but it's still very good. Mm, No, second. Aaron? (laughs) You're up.
0: I don't think I'm up. I think Jovan's up.
1: Oh yeah, Jovan. Sorry, you're not physically in my presence. <clears throat> That's my fine. You register. know, you jo- can forgive me.
0: Yeah, Jovan. We forgot you were there. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> you just say that. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. Thank I'm you kidding.
4: So much. I'm kidding.
6: Okay. <laughs> uh, listen, my BOP of the week is uh, from a local band called Clock Bay uh, from a little beach town called raglan it's like half an hour 40 minutes from here um and it's called the song is called lady lady by cloak bay check it out it's really cool they're like the guys are like 18 to 20 years old they're super talented uh i saw them live like last week it's awesome
1: concerts are happening out there in the nz they've had like four cases of coronavirus in the last like four months
6: Jeez, oh. D- don't that's a that's a soft spot for us at the moment. <laughs> that's an embarrassment for us. So four cases are an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, Jovan. imagine being American. Oh.
0: <laughs> hey. Yes. hey, Jovan, don't laugh. Yes. Don't, don't laugh, <laughs> please. No, do laugh.
6: Laugh oh, my oh, sorry. <laughs> but laughter is how I deal with sadness. <laughs> 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 and fair I'm dude, sad fair. for you guys and for me. Hey Jovan, seriously, yeah.
0: where's the movie script? Though
6: the movie script,
0: yeah, the Nitwicks want to proofread it.
6: Ah, uh, I'll will give it to you, uh, your manager. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. the producer, Matt. the producer, right?
6: Yeah, now? yeah. The pro- yeah, I, w-
0: I, I wouldn't trust him. <laughs> I'll either.
6: have I'll have oh, my people call your people. Um, oh yeah. Oh, our people I'm are on
3: the, our people are on the line right now.
0: Yeah, yeah they are here.
3: actually listening at the moment. So. You my can just my say people won't
6: call me back. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, mine,
0: I'm back to some Star Hacker this week here.
3: Star
2: Hacker. Star Pupper. <laughs> star Pupper. <laughs>
0: uh, Fantasy. It's a single that just randomly dropped at the beginning of the year, maybe the end of last year. It's a really great track. That's all I got to say. <laughs> It, it probably isn't better than the rest of the album. <laughs> no, the, it's not on the album. It's just oh. a single. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Yep. All right, wix, We came, we conquered.
3: It's a it's a freaking Let You Know by Flume. Why isn't that on anything? You know what I'm saying? Just release it and then nothing. That no, it wasn't even for that. an album. It wasn't even for anything. Yeah.
0: Does yeah. L- Logan, I- I'm going to go and turn off the live stream. This is your chance. Be funny, Logan.
2: <laughs> hey, Logan, say something funny. I feel like Shrek in that Do the Roar scene, which is the only notable scene that Shrek did.